Hey, what's up, DBC fans? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let us explain. Well, first of all, Freddie, the best part is it's free. There's nothing better than using a free, awesome service. To make the process simple and easy, there's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor helps people find your show by distributing the podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more platforms. Also, you can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. I like like money. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. We love using Anchor. It's a great platform that lets us hear from the fans and reaction theater with Anchor's Leave a Message feature. So when you create your account with Anchor, you can also utilize their feature and make your own podcast. TJ will uh, be your first guest. So download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. That's A-N-C-H-O-R dot F-M to get started. Welcome to Door Bumper Clear. I'm Jason Schultz, and today Brett, Freddie, and TJ will break down everything from the last week in racing including Chase Elliott and Joey Logano's wreck late in the Bristol race, Denny Hamlin's comments about Chevy, and what race fans may be back in the grandstands for. Here we go in three, two, one. I'm TJ Majors. This is Brent Griffin. Hey, me too now. This is Freddie Kraft. Get ready. Be ready. Be ready. Give me what you got here. New leader. Oh, watch out for this guy. White flag. Recognize. Go low. Go low. Clear. Bring home. Three wide. Coming to the line. Door. Bumper. Clear. Hey, everybody. I'm TJ Majors. Spot of the 22 Cup car. And uh, big show today. Brett Griffin, spotter for Clint Boyer. And, uh, man, two big races. Now we're off to Atlanta this week. And we're doing a Wednesday show, guys. Thanks for uh, being patient with us. Some of us had uh, had crazy schedules. Yeah, what's up? Freddie Kraft, spotter for Bubba Wallace, coming off a of top 10 Bristol this week, finally. Uh, had old A.J. Allmendinger. He had a hell of a night on uh, Monday. But, yeah, it's probably my fault we're doing this on Wednesday. So, <sighs> hey, Case. Hello, everyone. And we can't forget our amazing producer, Jason. Thank you for having me. Oh, we're just we're, thank you for having us for a little bit, Jason. Thanks for yes. Yeah, so, so before we started this show, Jason came on here and said that he's been working so hard on other projects outside of our podcast. Which I don't know if he knows this, but we ultimately got him wedged into the Dirty Mo brand and gave him this opportunity to make a name for himself in this sport. The show content's yeah, going to be great regardless, no, but it'd be even better. The more you do, the less donor does. So stop picking up his slack. <laughs> hurry up, guys. We got to move on. Yeah, hurry up. Hurry up, Casey. Casey, you look great today, by the way. Great light. Thank you. I tried to make myself look tan uh, with my new light. Well, do you bleach your teeth? Do you bleach your teeth? Your I do teeth not. Are so white. I can't. I just brush them. <laughs> just so you, know, you said that Freddie's over there going... What kind of toothbrush do you use? I just use, I like just brush my teeth. I'm like, hmm, I wonder how mine are looking. Like. They look great, Freddie. Thanks. No, I just. What kind of toothpaste do you use? Uh, Crest Advanced something. I don't know. Something that Send has Send me a picture of it because your teeth are so white. They're so pretty. Send me a picture light. of it. 
Could be the light too. This this light really really makes me look great right now. So that now she's not. Her face isn't white. Her teeth are white. Yeah. Well. Send me either. Send me the toothpaste or send me the light. Either way. Okay, I'll send you both. You might All need right. a few lights though. Anyways, how was Bristol? Yeah, TJ, how was yeah, it? Yeah, TJ, let's <laughs> ask you nice first. Lovely, what do you uh, think? Nice, lovely drive through the mountains on the way up. Um, you know, uh, which way do you go up? Do you take the mountains? Not this time. I, we left too early in the morning. I just went up uh, 77, 81. Yeah, I thought the drive through the mountains was pretty nice, but you always you either catch somebody and you get stuck behind them, or you got that guy that – that wants to do 75 and the 55 55 the the tires are already squealing in some of their quarters <laughs> um i had monez following me on the way up and then we had a guy behind oh, us yeah i know it was already scary obviously and i had a right <laughs> obviously I had a right to be scared um <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but <laughs> um we had a guy blow by us uh and i mean i don't know who it was but he was in a severe hurry so but no uh one day show at bristol Thought the spotter stand we had was uh, perfectly fine. A um, little bit of a normal Bristol race, a little bumping and banging, and then uh, some short tracking at the end, I guess, whatever you want to call it. I don't – that's not what you called it. No, that's not what I <laughs> called it. But, uh, you know, I think um, – TJ, do you remember what you said when you got on the elevator after you got wrecked? I don't remember exactly what I said, but I don't, I'm not going to talk about it. I, I remember he was mad. I can tell I you that I was pretty much. mad. But I'm, I'm pretty – I don't really ever uh, get get too mad. Just, I mean, you're just frustrated when if you feel like something like that happens. I would hate to see what what Brett would be like in the elevator. But you know, <laughs> that happened. To he him. wouldn't be on the elevator. He'd be down there <laughs> trying to climb the fence. <laughs> yeah, he would be trying to get in the infield. So the spotter stand for me, I felt like it was weird, man. Because we was were weird, obviously but... lower. We were in a different spot. I haven't spotted a whole lot of races at small venues. I mean, I've done some races for a buddy of mine, Owen Miller, at South Boston. I've done John Wood at New River Valley. Like, I've done a few, you know, short track races. But, I, man, those races where you sit right on top of the cars, it reminded me of the way we used to spot Richmond where we were in turn one. But you're so much lower. The cars look so much faster. And then I've got to give Bristol a shout-out. They had months knowing we were coming. And we had no idea what lap it was until we we're 250 laps into this race we did not have a lap counter anywhere we didn't have a running order we here we are we've got stage breaks coming at 20 60 125 it's so freaking loud we're having to ask our crew chiefs non-stop like what lap is it what lap is it? and i hope these other racetracks realize we're coming to town we're coming to race and even though fans aren't there there are some essential things that we as spotters need to be able to do our jobs yeah, I kept having to ask my guy. Like, I'm like, hey, let me let me know what lap it is. Let me know how many to go in this stage. Like, I have I have nothing up here. I can't even guess. Like, and then eventually, I guess they started saying on the radio every ten laps, so you had a little bit of an idea. But you're just sitting there. Wait, you have no idea what lap it is until they say something. So Charlotte, was, Charlotte's okay. You don't know when. You don't. Charlotte's okay because this cup of the scoring pollen has how many laps you're in and how many laps are to go right next to each other. Um, so yeah. you kind of have an idea, but. Man, that you can run fifty laps at Bristol, and it feel you know it feels like you ran ten. You know you don't, so you lose track of what lap count it is really quick at Bristol. Um, but yeah, that with that big old screen in the middle of the track, it, it, once you know it, any info because we don't have timing and scoring isn't what we're used to. Um, we're all kind of figuring out ways around that. But without without fan vision, which we all rely on, um, 
FanVision does a great job of giving us info um, when that when they're available at the track. We all use their devices and stuff. So it it's hard, like you said, and that's that's a pretty good point because even at Darlington, a couple times I was like, uh, you know, what, what, what lap we going to? Here? And some of the stage ends are like, you know, not on laps that you would expect them to be on. Um, so that kind of makes it confusing sometimes, but. Yeah, we're getting I was ready texting to your Kip track. on the yellow. I was like, hey, Kip, can you tell the tower we don't know what the hell's going on up here? And then obviously <laughs> you tell Sako, but you have no idea if Sako tells anybody anything. He just looks at you and shakes his head, and you're like, yeah, he ain't telling nobody nothing. So I, I was glad that whatever happened around lap 200, 250, we finally got some freaking support. because I, I, That was frustrating. Yeah, I mean, you, don't, you, don't, you really don't have any idea what lap it is. You really have no idea. No, but. no. Casey, are you uh you ready to go back to Nashville? Did you ever go to the old Nashville Super Speedway? I have not, but I was talking to Chad last night. And he, I guess he te- I guess Xfinity Series used to test there a lot. I don't know, but uh, looks pretty cool from what what I'm I saw pictures. There's no of. doubt in my mind, Chad has destroyed a car there. He did not <laughs> mention he destroyed a car there, but well, he's uh, not going to willingly tell you that. <laughs> Either way, I think it's pretty cool that we are finally getting to Nashville. Um, a little bit of a different route than I think a lot of people thought, but I, I'm i all for it. I think it'll be uh, – it just shows what the schedule is going to look like next year. You know, if Chad would have paid for the AstroTurf at Charlotte before they put it down, it would have saved him two race cars. Okay, let's not talk just, about that race day. That wasn't Chad, though. That was no. – what's his name? Driving Chad's stuff. No, nah, Chad did no, it twice. No, there was – yeah. yeah. Chad went it too? Oh, yeah. Chad yeah. went through the grass off a of four twice and tore the front end of the car off both both times. I was I on was... the flag stand because with Miss Crow's Light, <laughs> we do like the flag stand thing. And I was so on the flag stand and saw it. And it was not I a great day. the hell I was. I don't know. But either way, that was not a highlight of his career. So, Which time? Know. The first or second time? <sighs> No. So anyway, Nashville. <laughs> yeah. Yes. That, I think it'll be cool. I think, you know, there's been a lot of conversation about going to Nashville for a while. Um, although I will say, I think, although I loved over, I, uh, I think this will be great for the new schedule. And I cannot wait to see what else they come up with next. I think, I think this is a good play by Dover because they've probably seen the writing on the wall that they're, they're probably going to lose a date either way, I would think, or, or go down to one weekend. So now instead of just losing a whole weekend, now, hey, why don't you let us go run our other track and, and maybe we can draw some attention to Nashville for you. So I think that's a good So then plan. what are you going to do in 2022 if it gets to the fairgrounds? Then you lose the date? I don't know. Maybe make some kind of deal with Marcus to, to take that date. But, you know, I, I, I mean, what do you do? You just try to hang on as long as you can. You know that. You know, you mean you, you, you try to, you know, even if it's one more year, if it's two more years, if it's five more years, Try to make money while you can make it, because you know if you know the writing's on the wall where you're going to have one next year, you can do everything you can to get two next year, and then you know cross that bridge in 2022 when you get there. They own South Boston too. Should have sent us there. I've I've uh, I've actually been to this racetrack. Ford used to rent this track every Tuesday, and uh, I was at Robert Yates Racing back then, and and we'd go do commercials over there. We'd go race over there. I've only went went for one race. I think Chase Elliott, Corey LaJoy said enough on Twitter last night about how they feel about the track for me not to go there. I, I am excited about the dynamic of the schedule at least changing, though. I think that gives us some positive. This track getting close enough to Nashville for it to be called Nashville Super Speedway. It's out, it's out in BFE, 
but but I think it's really good for the sport that, that these changes we've been hearing that are coming, this is kind of step one for those changes. Now it's up to NASCAR to make some more exciting changes, more exciting tracks. Um, Dover's a lot better racetrack than Nashville Super Speedway. I'm sorry. I realize we haven't put on a really good show there the last several races, but that's not because of the racetrack. It's because of the package, the tire, and, and some of those engineering-related things. It's not the, – the, I mean, to Casey's point, Dover is a fun place to go. Uh, got a lot of hotels right there in town. Got a casino, a bunch of restaurants. It's a phenomenal track. It's not – the track has never been the issue at Dover. Have they said? Did they say in the uh, release? Sorry, did you? Did they say in the release whether they're? It's just one weekend, right? They didn't say like one event because I'm. I would imagine it's only. It only said the Cup Series, which that's frustrating me too, man. All the news that keeps coming out is always about the Cup Series. You have these other two series, Xfinity Series and your Truck Series, that are sitting here, and we need as much communication as information as anybody else to be able to live and talk to our sponsors. I mean, I was on a call yesterday for an hour and a half, trying to guess what the schedule is going to look like for the rest of the year. We need information. The sport needs information. I've been there. I think the last race I did there, I actually spotted for uh, Coleman Presley. And he um, spun out off a of turn two right in front of Brad. So, ironic. but um, What a heck. <laughs> I know. But, uh, yeah, I've been there for a few races. Kind of surprised. Um, kind of surprised that, that we're going there. Um, real, real line sensitive track. Everybody fights for the bottom big time. Um, I don't know, maybe, maybe that's a track you experiment with the PJ one a little bit in a second lane, something like that. I don't know, but, um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I mean, it's, I, I love the area and I think, um, you love that area. I love Nashville, the downtown area, yeah, I've been, but that's yeah, well, yeah, I love, love going to the Nashville area. You know, I know, um, I think there's a market there, but I think it's at another location there. But you know, we're going there. We'll go. We'll go see. Maybe it'll have you know. Maybe we'll have a great race, and uh, maybe we'll have a a good mile and a half track there, and a good uh, short track there in the future. Well, do you guys think this will be the only new track added to the schedule next year, or do you foresee there being a few more? I don't think there'll be a few more, but uh, I, you never. I don't know. I mean. I'm still waiting to see. I do think eventually we're going to get to a street course, um, something like that. I think that's down the path somewhere. I don't know, though. There's just there's talk about it, and I think there's some good locations for it. Um, but I think uh, we're getting we're getting to the years where there's some where there's some flexibility in the schedule and with the things that have happened in the past couple of years. So you know NASCAR and them acquiring more um, tracks, and and um, I think there's some more flexibility in the schedule it's just i think there's a lot of opportunity and i have a lot of opportunity to do good stuff yeah i don't we talked about it on here i think you know i think obviously we're gonna lose chicago a lot of rumors around auto club speedway going away i don't think that those are two markets you want to let go so i think we're gonna have some kind of events there whether we're still at auto club and we maybe run that street course in chicago i think you're gonna see us go to um gateway wwt raceway I think I, I could see them maybe getting a race, but I don't, I don't know about many more than that. Interesting. Well, I guess we'll find out as more news are announced over the next few months. Well, before we get started, let's hear more about our presenting sponsor, OfferPad. Thank goodness we're off to Atlanta this weekend. We've got good news if you live in the Atlanta area or want to move there. 
That's right, Brett. And I don't know about you, but I like easy. And our friends at OfferPad make buying and selling your home simpler than ever. And one of OfferPad's markets is in Atlanta, Georgia. Yeah, Atlanta is always one of my favorite places to go and visit. So if you're ready to make a move, why not check out Atlanta? OfferPad can help you find the perfect home. You can get started right now. Go to OfferPad.com, tell them about your home, and within 24 hours, you will receive an offer. If you do sell your home with OfferPad, be sure to send us a screenshot, and we'll raid Brett's Garage for all the remaining Door Bumper Clear t-shirts. <laughs> it's time to stop thinking and time to start working towards making the big move. And the best place to begin that process is OfferPad.com. First topic, Chase Elliott drives into turn three and wrecks Joey Logano. Spot on, spot off, TJ. Say, uh, short track racing. I don't know what that barely even said. I was heard with short track racing. Was that was that Denny? Denny imitating Joey after Martinsville last year, but I just want to play that for some reference. Go ahead, TJ. I don't really know what reference that has. Uh, you know, I'm obviously it's really hard to spot on getting destroyed in a in a race for the lead. Um, it might made Denny wreck the lap before. No, he didn't. Yeah, he did. Everybody watch the replay. We weren't even near him. Oh yeah, he did. You made him run all into you and wreck himself. Mm. Wait, are you talking about when he hit the wall by himself? No, I'm talking about when you wrecked him. You got uh, you got loose, he ran in the back of you and spun out. Well, it's, you know, sounds like it's his fault. Um, you know, there, there's a difference in in my opinion, and I'm pretty sure Brett and Freddie will actually agree on this one, but, you know, you go to Bristol, you expect to be, you know, if you're, there's a guy faster, you expect to be moved a little. I mean, when I say moved, I mean you bump and move by and he gets back in behind you and they move on. Um, but that's what old Bristol used to be. I mean, I'm sure Brett, I had never been, uh, I mean, I've had a few races there, but Brett's probably been to a few of them when he was little and stuff, when everybody rolled around the bottom and you fought for the bottom hard. Um, but you know, that's not, that's not racing. You know, if you, if you're gonna, yeah, did he, there's two things that happen. You know, I'm not, I don't know if Chase touches into turn three the first time he might not have, I'm whatever, everybody. We moved on from that, but um, we get the restart. We pass Chase cleanly. Chase sends us off into one, hits us into one. We go down into three, and Chase goes in there with zero intentions of making the corner at all, not even trying to bottom, not even trying to make a pass, just zero intentions of making the corner, and destroys our race and his race as well, which even which baffles me even more because you run 500 laps there, and you're going you're gonna to destroy yourself over that when you already have a win you you know what i mean you why take yourself out of it that late into a race all day like that or at any point of the race really but um just zero intentions of making the corner you know and then after the race you know you just yeah i'm sorry i messed up no you get a i guess that's my fault you know after the maybe i had a tire going down which wasn't true either but you know it is what it is and it'll they'll sort it out on the track at some point, but you know, it's just, it's frustrating to go there and um, you run all, you go up there and you sit there all day and then you run that race and you run that many laps. You just, you know, have someone as talented and, and Chase is good. I mean, I know Chase is really good, 
with zero attempt to even try to pass. I was, uh, I, I was, this is one of the first times that we haven't seen Logano get out of the car and look like Carl Edwards used to look like Carl Edwards was notorious for moving you or wrecking you. And after a race, be like, oh, shucks, man. And Logano's kind of the same way. This is the first time I've seen Logano be on the other side of the six stick. So I don't know what's happened. It's like Chase Elliott listened to our show a couple weeks ago and it lit a fire under his ass, man. He's, he's showing personality. I mean, the guy went a couple years where he didn't win a racing cup. Last two years before this year, he ran three races, won three races every year. He's got seven wins in three years. He's had a chance to win three or four races already this year. So obviously, they're fast. Obviously, he and Allen are clicking. I'm spot on because, A, I come out of this and finish second. B, this is what makes Bristol fun. If I were in TJ's shoes, I'd be pissed. But I'm not. I was behind it. I was watching this whole thing play out. The fans had to be excited. This is our most popular driver going after our most smiling driver. So <laughs> we, we talked about rivalries on here a few weeks ago. Hey, we might have one. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I just don't know what he thought. You know what I mean? I would, like, you know, like, you, there was no chance of coming out of that, I don't think. I mean, I don't know if he thought he could maybe, but, I mean, the way he sent it in there sideways and just run up the racetrack towards you and put you both in the wall and end both your day, I didn't really, I didn't really get it. I know that's your last chance. You know, if Joey, if Joey gets off a of four clear, the race is over for Chase anyway. He's going to finish second. But I think second probably would have been a little better than, than fencing the guy. And I've seen people comparing it, you know, trying to, I don't know, I'm sure you saw this, TJ. You know, oh, Joey did that to Martin, and now it's fine. I'm like, no. Nah. Joey moved Martin back as position. You know what I mean? And it was to make it to Homestead to win a championship. Uh, so, I don't know. I'm just spot off for for the way it went down, but I can't believe I'm going to agree to with me, TJ. And Chase, actually... is, Chase is better than that, in my opinion. And uh, to not even make an attempt, like, okay, so I would – he didn't even make an attempt to run the bottom and come off the corner and maybe hit doors or something like that. You know, he hits us into one, actually hits us off of two as well in the quarter panel. Then we go into three and just destroys us both. But, um, you know, it, I, like you said, though, that this is the aggravating part. I get all these people, and this is why I just put my phone down on Twitter. I didn't – been away from it because you don't you get on there and be like oh well that's how joey races and i'm they're like look at what it did to martin and what what happened with martin was we raced off the corner still we came off of turn four side by side racing back to the line and honestly martin if martin doesn't get sideways there's a chance martin still wins martinsville you know if he got really sideways off of four but um there's a difference in you know, bumping somebody and destroying two race cars completely. Um, at least in my opinion, anyway, you just got flat out destroyed. And, and I saw how angry, you know, Chase was after the race when he got wrecked by Denny. And, you know, in this opinion, he put himself right back down to what, to what Denny did. I mean, he did the same exact thing. So, and, you know, Chase was different than that before, you know, to me, but, now I guess you know we've raced Chase and we've had we've had really good races with Chase. We've raced really hard, um, which is I, I've really enjoyed it. You know to watch Joey and Chase race each other like they did at Darlington last year. Man, it's side by side for three four laps. It's in and out. I mean, looking back at it, man, it, you don't see that stuff that much. And to, to see those two guys racing that hard, man, it's fun. But just to get destroyed is really frustrating. Um, like I said, they'll they'll figure it out. I think. I think Chase knows 
you know, he did mess up. But to me, it, to me, it just it sits wrong all week with me now because there wasn't a man. I'm sorry, I messed up. I hate it for them guys. It was, uh, I guess that's my fault. I mean, that's not to me. That's not a really a. I, I feel bad about doing it at all. That to me anyway. Um, you know, in Pageland, they'd probably be out there fighting, but uh, you know. They were fighting way before that. Yeah. <laughs> I told Joey after the race, you know, I know Joey's mad, and, and I, I must have told him four times coming to pit road, like, just be smart here because the times we're in right now, we probably don't need to be down there having, you know, confrontations like, you know, that Joey would probably normally have. But um, it, it, it was pretty funny to watch them put their masks on. Like they're standing about, they look like 18 feet apart, right? And they're both just slowly putting their mask on. And I was like, man, where's the rage? But then when they get these masks on, TJ, and they get together and they start talking, I was like, you know what? This is pretty clever because you can't read their lips. Like he yeah. could be looking really calm right now telling that guy to kiss his ass. Yeah. Like, not, I not, love it. You, it. you can't, it's really hard to tell how the how it's going because sometimes you like you said you can read the lips and you kind of know what they're saying a little bit but now you didn't know yeah. he, he, you know he might have been like hey man you want to get some dinner on the way home hey you know what and then, <laughs> we have no like idea if I, if I had nascar chasm skills which clearly i don't have his skill set i would have taken that conversation and put audio with it of what i wanted them to say because i was sitting there watching this thing i was like Man, who knows what they're saying? Like you said, I mean, but we're going to get dinner at, at Cootie Brown's after this thing, man. I'll buy you a beer. Like, who knows? It was funny. They could do that bad lip sync stuff. Yeah, it was funny on Twitter. People were just like, it, somebody tweeted, like, guess what they're saying. And pe- some of the comments were pretty hilarious. So, Oh, that's awesome. Uh, the best part about that whole interaction there on the backstretch with the two of them were, I don't know, there's a, a video I saw, and it probably was on Chasm's page, but the two of them are kind of there, and you know they're mad at each other. And Clint walks by and says something and they both get mad at clint for a second and i just know i we'd have to call him and ask him but i'm guaranteeing the fact that he just walked by was like thanks boys appreciate it i just kept digging you know what I mean? how like, can you be how can you be fox <laughs> and be so unaware of the opportunities that you have around this race that you don't interview clint boyer after the race that you literally break and immediately start showing a replay of the same race that just ran so first of all i got a problem we're on fs1 when you're playing a super bowl from 2005 on fox why aren't we on fox but even outside of that as soon as the race is over you're going to replay it again you think the people that just sat there for four hours going to watch it again or somebody got home from work and was like can't watch race much this replay again like i couldn't believe they didn't interview some of these guys and get more of these stories out because Clint's interview, did you see it on Twitter? Freddie actually showed it to me that night. Like Clint's interview was hysterical saying, I was going to wreck you, Bradley, if I could catch you. Like, because <laughs> yeah. Brad wrecked did, us earlier in the race. I did see that. Oh, yeah. Brad, uh, Brad got into the back of uh, Bubba one time and knocked Bubba into somebody else. And Straight it- <laughs> through Amarola. I mean, we cleaned out Amarola and Truex. Oh my gosh! And then they they had no idea that it started. I don't know. Maybe you told them or not. But it started like two cars. It was started with Brad yeah. back there. <laughs> I didn't. Nobody said anything to me because I was like, well, I don't. I don't tell you. We got pushed through there. But he did the same thing. He pushed Newman right through the side of Clint. <laughs> I mean, he was. Yeah. Brad was a little then, brutal on Saturday. Then he goes Sunday. and wins the race. That's how it goes. Bristol. Hey, honestly. My favorite track we go to all year. I mean, obviously, restricted plate tracks are special to spotters, but we're at a little bitty track with 40 cars, and we're freaking three ride going around that place and literally enough grip to pull it yeah. off. Hey, whatever the track prep was for that race, perfect. 
spot on. Yeah. Then they screwed it up for the Xfinity race. They put too much down there for the Xfinity race or something because they weren't able to put on the same show. I think it was just rubber. I think it was just rubber yeah. from the night before that made it. You know, it, it came in a lot faster and it was a lot more dominant. And I think it was just the fact that it was it was had a lot more rubber on the track from the night before. Yeah, yeah, maybe. I don't know. Yeah, it wasn't. Wasn't I like how there there's a little bit of grip up top enough to like band-aid a car a little bit if it's not handling that great or, or or try to set up for a pass, but not so much where it's overpowering. You know, now we see guys moving each other off the bottom and stuff. And as soon as you get up off that bottom, I like when a guy misses the bottom. You know, I hate it for Justin Allgaier, but you saw what happened when Justin missed the bottom. He missed it by you know half a car length. Here comes second place. He makes up that much ground that quick. Oh, here he that, comes. Yeah, that is, that's awesome, man. <laughs> I really uh, really enjoyed how the track was at Bristol this week. Must have been something about that number nine this week. I don't know. Yeah, dude, I kept, hey, the, I kept checking the my best. mirrors on the way home. I didn't want to. <laughs> Let me tell you the best part of the Xfinity race on or whatever day it was, Monday. So last lap, we have a restart, and everybody knows B.J. McLeod drives for Johnny Davis Motorsports. But he also owns – three or four cars in the series, which is 78, 99, and the five, I think. Well, here we are in the last lap. BJ's 10th, or his car's 10th, BJ's 11th, and we're 12th with AJ. And BJ drives into turn one on the last lap and punts his, his own, own car, car. <laughs> straight up the hill and costs them. But we go by both of them. But, I mean, it was so funny to watch BJ just square his own car up and just launch him into turn one. I wonder, what the, thought, wonder what the thought process was in that. <laughs> He was just trying to get that top ten, bud. <laughs> I mean, it was it was funny. I couldn't believe what I was watching. Funny. That's awesome. Hey, Jason, remember when you said that we need to keep the show short? It's really going well. Tracy, you're the one running the show. We're just Let's on go. here. We're just your guests today. You're some good stuff. All right. uh, spot on, spot off. Kyle Busch's tweet after not wrecking with a flat tire at Charlotte. Jason, you want to read that? Kyle tweeted, so pumped about my mad driving skills, making it back to the pits on a flat left rear. I'm the best there is, plain and simple. And that was in quotes. Spot on, spot off. Right. <laughs> oh, spot all, man. This is uh this is a sense of humor that we need, and this is Kyle calling out all of these guys, including former champions that we've seen spinning out on purpose. We've seen more people spin out on purpose. Arguably the last two years, TJ, that I've ever seen in my life. Spot on, this tweet was probably the best tweet this kid's ever sent out. That's so Kyle Bush. Um, 100% so Kyle. Uh, pretty funny. I'll give it to him. Spot on for it. Um, yeah, why not? It's pretty funny. Yeah. I mean, the quote, the quote I think, is from Talladega Nights. That's why it's in quotes. But, I mean, it's perfect tweet. I mean, Jesus, we, how many times Matt Kenseth is going to spin out? The guy just came back, and he's going to spin out every week, apparently, to draw a coffee. <laughs> he took 14 months off. He's got 14 additional spins. And these cars have more grip, too. Jeez. Just not used to all the power, I guess. I don't know. But, yeah, it's definitely spot on for the tweet. Spot on, spot off. Denny Hamlin says new Chevy body gives them an advantage. Jason? Jason, play the crying emoji for the crying <laughs> sound for me, please. Nate Ryan tweeted this quote last week. Uh, Denny said, I believe after the second Charlotte race, they're really the only manufacturer that got to build a car directly for the high downforce, low horsepower package. The Toyotas and Fords were built on the low downforce package. Certainly there was an advantage knowing that, okay, this is a package. How can we optimize downforce and drag? Chevys have done that. Spot on, spot off, Freddie. Spot on. I drive a Chevy. I don't drive a Chevy, but Bubba does. And... 
It's it's helped. I got I got to be honest, but as I think we see every year in this sport, somebody's got an advantage. Toyota, where there was a Toyota noses three or four years ago, the Toyota engines, the Ford new body when it came out had an advantage. I felt like, and it's just our turn, you know. And and, and I don't see any, when when Toyota was kicking ass, I didn't see Denny willing to give any of that advantage back. So listen, you got to take the times as they come and, and don't complain about it. TJ. <laughs> uh, he's right, but you know it's also like like you said, everyone. You know, um, they were able to cater to the package a little bit more. Uh, the part that I think needs to fix a little bit is maybe we can get some updates since we've been told we're going to run this package again next year. Um, maybe we can get some updates and the other, you know, other manufacturers as well because uh, we were all getting ready to have the playing field leveled with the new car, basically, um, starting from scratch again. And since that got put on hold, but. He's right. I saw it at Daytona. I walked through the garage right off the first day in Daytona, and I looked at the front of the Chevy noses, and I could see a pretty big difference. And it's a huge difference on the racetrack um, this year. You, it's they crept up on it last year, and then put them update, put what they found into the into the new stuff, and it's huge, man. You can see it. Um, and I, I'm hoping, you know, I don't know what they're going to do, but we can just keep. All you can do is keep working on your stuff and trying to make it better. And if you get an opportunity to do some adjustments, you do it. So, you know, but um, Denny's right. So spot on for Denny's comments. The OEMs never stop working. You know, our race teams never stop working. Clearly Chevrolet got their butts kicked the last couple, three years. Um, seems like a couple, three years. I mean, guys like Jimmy Johnson couldn't be relevant. Now all of a sudden you've got Bubba running up there in the top 10 on several occasions uh, had, a, had, I think, broke a hub at Charlotte on a, on a run where he was running good. Uh, Reddick's obviously been fast. Austin Dillon has been more relevant than we've seen him. But let's be honest, the Hendrick cars are on freaking fire. I mean, you you literally feel like they could almost run one, two, three, four at a lot of these places. But there was a time when I remember Stuart Haas did that a couple of years ago. Felt the same way going to the racetrack. There was a time when Gibbs did that going to the racetrack. Seems like Gibbs has done that for a decade. So, uh, dude... I don't know who pissed in your cornflakes, but I wouldn't go that far with a quote. You're stating the obvious. We already know that. Hey, don't forget, this is coming off of the last um, Chevy that we all thought was going to be really good, and it wasn't very – it didn't didn't produce the results that they're doing now. The last uh, last time they came out um, – when was that? Like 17? Yeah, two years, two years ago, yeah. Yeah, 17. Um so, but it is, Denny's right though, that they got to do it to this package and to give them another year on it, uh, to me, kind of needs to be reset a little bit and let everyone kind of update your stuff. If you're going to, if you're going to add a year, that's like catering right to them. So, um, I don't know, they'll figure it out, but like, you just keep working on your stuff, man, getting it better. That's why you have all these smart. How many races you want this year, TJ? Not enough. Should have been three. No, you want two. You're Should've no worse than three. Danny. You're crying just like he is. Well then, I'll cry. I'll cry with Danny then. I think I think another year just like this would be fine by me. <laughs> of course you do. What is OfferPad? Well, put simply, we're your online home buyer. OfferPad is the modern home selling solution with a personalized human touch that lets you skip all the traditional headaches. We buy your home from you so you can move forward the moment you're ready. We've had the pleasure of helping thousands of happy home sellers, and we'd love to help you. Getting started is easy. Go to OfferPad.com, enter basic information about your home, and the next day, we'll send you a great offer. It's free, and there's no obligation. 
Why is OfferPad the better way? Because we give you what traditional selling can't, certainty and control. Selling to OfferPad means no showings, you pick your closing day, and we'll even move you locally for free. We have a 94% satisfaction score and a A-plus BBB rating for a reason. It truly is a better way. So start thinking about where you want to live next. Get excited about making that move. With OfferPad, you're sold. Go to OfferPad.com and request your free purchase offer today. OfferPad, move freely. Chase Elliott takes a bow after beating Kyle Busch in Charlotte in the Charlotte truck race. How about... Spot off anything this kid does right now. <laughs> You're so, crazy, man. Look at this guy's image. We were just talking about I'll how lame that. he was. Yeah, that was pretty and good. now he's shown personality. He is poking fun of a two-time champion. The most popular guy is taking shots at Joey Logano. He's taking shots at Kyle Busch. Who's next? I like this guy. This new Chase Elliott guy. He's rebranded himself literally in two weeks. I thought he was lame as far as his personality. Now he's my, he may be my favorite guy right now. I mean, we, he's done this stuff in the past, and I just don't think we've – I don't know if we didn't notice it or he, – he definitely plays to the crowd, you know what I mean? And, and you know, I – so, you know, you look at a couple years ago, Danny wrecked him. And obviously, that's got a new look right now. But, you know, he's up there trying to pump the crowd up as they're booing Danny. He's waving his arms up like he's at a football game. Uh, you know, he's standing on his car. He does a burnout down where he wrecked at the Roval, and he comes out standing on his car. You know, so he's done this stuff in the past, and maybe we just didn't take notice of it. But I mean, it's pretty, it's pretty funny. You know that he. I really after when I saw that bow, I decided I was going to try and get Chase on the show to shut Brett up because Brett said he had no personality last week, and then I really tried to get him on the podcast after Sunday, but uh, you know we didn't. Uh, the other that other podcast that does on Dirty Mode, they stole him away from us. Of course, they got they big timed us. But uh, yeah, I mean, spot on for the bow. That was awesome. Spot on, spot off. Fox airs an old Super Bowl on Sunday while the Cup race aired on Fox Sports 1. Brett, what do you think? Spot on, spot off. Uh, I I mean, obviously I'm spot off. I mean, it's obvious that FS1 is trying to build that brand and and do well with that audience. I saw our viewership was right at 3 million, um, which is is a good number, up 4% from last year's. Up up four percent from last year's Bristol race, but man, what a missed opportunity to go get in front of even more eyeballs, and then when we start back getting into normal programming, to be able to try to bleed some of those people on FS1. I see it as a great way to market the sport to a bigger audience. I know the Xfinity series this week is going to be on Fox at Atlanta. What a great great time for those guys! Great great chance for them to get in front of new eyeballs, help their ratings, help their impressions, but. And, and if you're going to put it up against something, why would you pick a Super Bowl? Like, why would I, I man, I, I, these TV executives are geniuses, and I can't understand the way they think on certain things. Which I Super wish Bowl I could was get it again? Patriots, Eagles. Like 2005. I think I was there if it was in Jacksonville. I was extremely hungover. Uh, we had a bunch of parties that night before. That's all. Jeff odd. Gordon had his boat down there. The Maxim Magazine party was the craziest thing I'd ever been to at that time. Elliot and I actually got to an event where they paired up a golfer a baseball player and a NASCAR driver. So this was when Fox was, was really just taking over NASCAR and they paired Elliot with like John Smoltz and Fuzzy Zeller. I don't even remember which golfers that were. We showed up at seven thirty in the morning and they were like, Man, you guys need to go sleep in a van for a couple hours. Um but what a that was M&M's took us down there, man, VIP everything and then we ended up getting hooked up with some the party crowd and I, I don't know, man. That was a fun Super Bowl. I, I think the uh, I think the Patriots won, didn't they, Jason? 
Absolutely. Donovan McNabb and Randy Moss or whoever, Terrell, Terrell, uh, Terrell Owens. Hey, they couldn't pull it off that day, man. That's the uh, Super Bowl that um, I saw uh, Donovan McNabb in Vegas a couple weeks later after that or something. Interesting. Do we yeah. have any? Sounds like they should have aired the night before. <laughs> I don't get why. I mean, it's not football season. Why the hell are you showing football games? Like, show a ba- World Series game. It's Damn, supposed Tamar, to be baseball season. Or put some to- clothes on. Oh, my bad. Jesus. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you got that thing where you can turn your camera around? Yeah, hold on. Look. Stop <laughs> it. <laughs> um, but I don't know. Like, I just, I, I guess I never noticed this before. And I, I text Brett about this last night a little bit. Like, I never noticed the giant gap in, like, I know there was obviously a different a difference in, you know, ratings on Fox versus FS1, but I didn't realize how big it was because we're, we're kind of almost celebrating the fact that we had 2.9, 3 million, whatever it was on FS1 when we just did, what was it, 6 million on Fox for that first race back? So, I mean, you're talking double the audience. And like Brett said, you, if you get some of these people hooked now, when regular programming comes back, maybe we can drag them back to FS1. So it was surprising. And I'm sure that we did, just for their, their, their own model, I'm sure I can't imagine 3 million people watched the Super Bowl from 15 years ago. So I don't, I don't know. I don't get it. Chase Haley keeps destroying cars. We'll be back on Fox. <laughs> <laughs> I think Brett's right, though. We need to be um, – that's a big opportunity right there. You're replaying something that could have been played right after the race and probably got the same. Swap them out. Put that on FS1. Put us yeah. on Fox. It's easy. Yeah. Let's go, Casey. Fast lane. Let's do it the fastest we've ever done it. Good luck. I doubt it. to hit the gas and take our Xfinity speed from the track to the studio. Let's jump into our weekly Xfinity Fast Lane segment where each person will have 10 seconds to answer six questions. Question number one, contact between Jimmy Johnson and Ricky Stenhouse Jr. triggered the big one on Sunday. Who was at fault for the incident? Jimmy getting into Ricky or Ricky checking up? TJ. Uh, just racing. You know, that's Bristol. Guys got checked up in front of him. Jimmy didn't see it happening right there. Or no, they were checking up that quick, and he was trying to slide into a spot. There was contact, and the big wreck started. Right. Who wrote this question? It's Matt Kenseth's fault. He's the one who started it. Ricky's the one that ran over Jimmy. So the first guy that's responsible is Kenseth. Number two is Ricky. Number three, Jim, uh, Jimmy's an innocent bystander. Sorry, Jimmy ran over Ricky. It's Jimmy's fault. Okay, I was going to say, what are you... <laughs> I got confused. But Ready? it starts with Matt Kenseth. Yeah, definitely Kenseth's fault. And from what I understand, old JG had his hat on again, just doing everything he could to defend Jimmy Johnson. Oh, he didn't He didn't mean it. You know, they checked up. That, 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 that. Now you ran the guy over and wrecked half the field. Okay, next. Noted. Question number two. Noah Gregson and Justin Allgaier made contact racing for the lead late in Monday's Xfinity Series race at Bristol, causing Justin to wreck and Noah to win. Was Noah's move on his teammate clean or dirty? Freddie. I don't know that I'd call it dirty. I think it was just Noah over his head a little bit trying to get the lead. The dirty move I would consider is the giant celebration after the race is over, showing off your new haircut, trying to climb the fence with no fans in the stands. You don't do that after you wreck a teammate. TJ? Uh, yeah, not, you know, they were, it's not a clean move if you destroy your teammate and he wrecks, um, especially a teammate. That's a guy you have to go have meetings with. 
Um, and then to, to, to celebrate on top of that, like he did, like Freddie said, no. Brett? Teammates. The teammates are the guys that are actually on Noah Gragson's team. Justin Algar is a JRM Alliance partner. I hate the use of teammates. If we're teammates, we're on the same freaking team. These guys are in two separate cars racing against one another. They can't both win. That's what I hate about this question and about the perception of it. Brad Keselowski said no practice is creating more mistakes in the races and hope hopes we can keep it up. Is little to no practice the way of the future for the sport? How about you, Brett? He made two pretty stupid mistakes on Sunday. He wrecked two guys. He wrecked my guy, and then he obviously wrecked uh, wrecked Amarola there. I mean, he wrecked a bunch of guys, but there were two different wrecks. I love the no practice. I think it makes these engineers earn their money, and a uh, big, big fan of no practice. More passing when we see no practice. Yeah, I mean, I hope so. You know, like we said, it makes the racing a little better. Less days at the racetrack, we can cut down to one or two day shows, so I'm all for it. Hey, let's stop this real quick, TJ. Here we go. We got we to go off on a tangent. We haven't practiced during this entire pandemic since we've returned, and we're going to go to Talladega, and we're being told that that's the one place we're going to practice when even when they let us practice, nobody wants to practice. Have you heard that? I have heard we're going to have a practice at Talladega. What so. do you think about that? It's no different than anywhere else. I mean, if there any, if there's anywhere where you can get a chance to destroy a whole bunch of race cars in one one spot, it's there. And and to me, it's more dangerous to have practice at Talladega than it is anywhere else. Yeah, and and now you got to take a backup car. If you don't have practice, you save money and by not taking a backup car. Yeah, and it's no, a backup speedway sure. car. You know what I mean? It's yeah. a it's a backup super speed. It's not like an intermediate track car that you probably have a bunch of. You know, it's, it's a, a specialty car. Yeah, I don't know why. Talladega. I would love to, I would love to hear why. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't know the reasons. I mean, you can't say it's because you got to make sure your car's handling. If your car's not handling, that's not a good job by you. I mean, go with what you ran there last time, how you ended the race. If it was running good, it's going to finish fine again. So, uh, but yeah, Brad's right. Um, Brad's right on the comments. So we've had we've had pretty good races. You got you got comers and goers, and and um, he might be a little bit different toned if he had a little worse draw one of these times because both times we've had draws he's been on the pole parker kligerman tweeted that f1 is working on implementing a spending cap where top teams forego their competitive advantage to lower themselves to a level more in line with the rest of the series do you think nascar should do the same tj nascar is doing that in their own way with the new car they're uh they're regulating a lot of what we can do. And that's why, you know, fabricators, they're they're, going to be, you know, not as useful after next year, obviously now, but it just seems like it's going down that path. Brett. We already have this in place. It's called the RTA. Freddie. Yeah. I mean, and we talked about just going back to Brad's comments you know, you could say like talk about saving money, you know, budget and stuff. You're going to save a lot of money if you don't practice, no backup cars, less travel, no less, a lot less tires, a lot less wear on your equipment. So that maybe that's fans part of don't it. know the difference. They don't know if we practice or not. I mean, obviously the hardcore fan is going to maybe follow on Twitter or practice or maybe tune in on TV. But when it's time for the show, we don't see football practice on TV all damn Brett, week. Brett, you had about your turn. TJ. We're done. I know. We know. We talked about this years ago that we are on TV too much, and people are like, "Oh, I don't agree with you." Look at how you, my appetite for football is so high because. 
that's that's the only chance I can get it. We can fix our appetite for our fans by doing some of the things we've been doing during this quarantine for longer. Question number five, Atlanta will host its first summertime race since 2014 this weekend. What impact will the warm June weather have compared to its scheduled early spring date? Freddie. I'm going to sweat a lot. It's not going to be good fat guy weather, I guarantee it. Uh, race will be great, though. I think hot, slick, slipping and sliding. Tires will wear out. It should be a good race. TJ. You say that because you're in a Chevy and you got more grip. Um, whoop, whoop. It should be good, man. Hot <laughs> Atlanta. Fun Atlanta. It does. Cold Atlanta is still fun. Hot Atlanta is going to be magnified even more. So let's run it. You tell TJ's a Yankee, it's not hot Atlanta. It's hot Atlanta. That's what we call it in the <laughs> South. It's going to be, uh, I think the cream rises to the top here. The best car, the best driver is going to win this race. You're not going to get lucky and go win at a place like Atlanta on a summer day. Ain't happening. Off the wall question. Given you've driven to a lot of tracks recently, what's your all time? Hey, real quick. We got to go back to Atlanta and say thank you. Remember when they were talking about repaving it? Yes, we would not. Your your this is your 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 guy Dale Junior made that not happen. Yes, and thank you for that because Atlanta is a great racetrack and the weather looks good for Sunday, so it looks awesome. All right, sorry, Casey. Off the wall question: Given you've driven to a lot of tracks recently, what's your all-time favorite road trip you've been on, Brett? I can't talk about it. It'd be bad. Can't you just say where? It involved a college, uh, a college road trip to Snowshoe, West Virginia, and woo, it was fun. TJ, uh, I think the move from New York when Dell Jr. came and picked me up, yeah, that was a pretty fun trip. We made a couple stops in West Virginia. Um, yeah, it was a fun trip. I don't. Dell Jr. talked a little bit about it. He might have left out some of the really good details, but um, yeah, fun trip. Yeah, I know it's probably not supposed to be non-racing, but we always, it's kind of non-racing because we don't, it's not really racing related. We take a trip down to the Snowball every year, about seven or eight spotters, Lambert, Herm, Timmy Fidoa, Tyler Green. We all get, rent a house together and uh, stay down there for a week. It's pretty, it's pretty cool deal. <coughs> Sorry. Bless you. Bless you. Thank you. Get tested. That's not a symptom. It's allergies. Ask TBC. Ready? I'm pretty sure sneezing's a symptom. It is. It is? Sneezing center for everything. Coughing, yeah. sneezing. Casey loves that we're always thinking fast and talking fast on Door Bumper Clear. And so is Chase Elliott because he was this week's Xfinity fastest lap at Bristol. Whew, I wonder what lap that was. <laughs> you know what else is blazing fast out there? <laughs> it's got to be the Xfinity Internet. You know it. Get reliably fast speeds for all your streaming needs. Shout out to Xfinity, a premier partner of NASCAR, and our Door Bumper Clear podcast. And make sure you're following at Xfinity Racing on Twitter to keep you connected with behind-the-scenes NASCAR content you don't get anywhere else. Ask DBC. Send in your questions 24-7 on Twitter using the hashtag AskDBC. This first question is from Action417. After Brad K's good fortune on Sunday, what's the luckiest win you've had in your career or remember from the past? Freddie. Um, probably modified race Stafford. Ryan Priest uh, went down there and spun somebody out. We were running third with Jimmy Blewett, 
and Ryan Priest went down there. I don't, I'm pretty sure he spun out Todd Zegedy or Todd Zegedy spun him out. I can't remember which way it went, but we ended up, they, he got spun out. They black flagged the guy, whoever spun the guy out, and we won the race. Todd usually don't spin people out, though, so I'm betting. No, I, I'm, betting I, I'm, I'm pretty Priest. sure it was Ryan. <laughs> I'm pretty sure Ryan dumped Todd. Yeah. Uh, I got to go with, um, with Bristol, with Brad. Uh, Clint was leading the race, the Bush race there, Xfinity race, and slipped up off the bottom off a of turn two, and, and Brad was able to get underneath him and shoot by, and Clint never could get back to us, and we won the race. Brett? Oh, man, I got to say the luckiest win I remember in my career was Kyle Petty at Richmond when uh, Dale Earnhardt and Darrell Waltrip wrecked each other. Kyle was running fifth, driving for the Wood Brothers. Third and fourth got kind of sucked up into the fluids and shot up in the fence and and petty just eased right on by man won him a race so uh it's cool to see that i mean look at brad he kind of won a lucky race this weekend i mean this guy's you know not in contention to win the race in the last lap and yet he comes away with it so it's uh, that's what makes racing you know so special the dynamic of what it takes to win a race the fastest car usually doesn't win and i think when you look at lucky it really isn't i mean you still are in position you're in the top four top five and I don't know, man. I, I think that just makes it exciting. I, I know you can't hear real well because I hang out with you on a regular basis, but you can't read either. That's not what the question was. Not the luckiest one you've ever seen. It's one you've ever had, like, with you're involved. I was just trying to see when he figured <laughs> it, it said out. you've had it, it. No, no, no. It said after the win, what's the luckiest win you've had in your career or remember from the past? So I went for, from the second part of the statement, which was remember from the past. I've never had a lucky win. I deserve every <laughs> one I got, dog. <laughs> And for the record, I looked it up and seizing is not a symptom, okay? Second question. <laughs> WebMD, but you're going to die. <laughs> yeah, basically. Second question is from Brentos3. No practice seems to be working beautifully. What else can go away that can make racing even better? Other than Quinn Huff. Ooh. <laughs> TJ. We had one go away. We had hey, hold on. We had one go away thanks to the minimum speed rule this week. That was nice. Can BJ McLeod <laughs> drive any of the cars to start with a five? <laughs> he used to, and they didn't wreck those. Can he drive all of them? Can he drive all of them at once? Poor BJ just riding around minding his own business as usual, and Danny spins out right in front of him and has nowhere to go. Wrecks his car. Yeah. Could you imagine showing up to work, having every tool that you need, and you start your day, and you got an eight-hour shift, and after 30 minutes, they come over and they say, hey, TJ, you suck, man. Just go ahead and go home for the day. Uh, that's what happened to Joey Gase. The guy buckles into his race car. He's a professional race car driver. He's out there at Bristol with no damage, and they told him to put it on the truck. Uh, these guys, look, There's how many teams have combined here on this effort, Freddie? You know more than I do. Like, There's like seven or eight of these pieces or these, these slower cars that are now working together to make their models more profitable they're not racing they're riding for money well what are all those organizations who are they uh so it is i mean it's all basically rick Ware racing now i think he's pretty much bought up all these teams but it's it's the premium motorsports cars which is 2777 it's all the rick Ware cars the ones with the five in them that wrecked ourselves on the first lap uh tommy baldwin's number seven bj 78 i think that's it but it's it's seven or eight cars so Rick Ware is basically running that whole operation, even though you're only supposed to have technically yeah, four cars. I mean, you know, they're technically leasing out numbers and leasing out, you know, whatever. But, uh, you know, I mean, everybody's making money on it. And, and as long as not everybody, is, we're not, we're, we're not, not. I took a pay cut. I don't know the, what you're talking the, about. The, we're making the, money on the it. The problem is 
when they're out there and from I think it was I felt like it was lap 200 or lap 250 was just caution after caution after caution it was 51 spun out 53 ran in the wall you know uh, you know so I mean and none of them I think the most competitive one is probably Tommy's car or maybe the 27 car with when Gray was driving it this week but you know I mean I don't know how long you can let that go on Last question is from Kyle Slife. I apologize if I said your name wrong. With the rumors out there, when do you think fans will be back? Go ahead, Brett. Talladega. <laughs> Dega. Line them up on the boulevard. Hey, Bye. look. It's time to bring the fans back, man. If you can go to watch a race at Ace Speedway, Clint was out there in Missouri or Kansas watching World of Outlaw races. Like, if you can go watch the minor leagues race, you should be able to come and watch us race. If we can go to an Outback Steakhouse where there's 100 people allowed inside to eat, why can't I go to a 100-acre facility where there's plenty of room to spread out? You know, you look at Talladega, that place probably holds 100,000 people. Sell 20,000 tickets. I don't think that's their plan. I think they've got a different plan. But nonetheless, open the gates. I'm hearing good things for Texas and hearing good things for tracks down the road. Like, you guys be patient. Hopefully by August we can come back uh, and and be closer to normal. The word new normal to me was always a stupid saying because if this is our new normal, I'm out because this ain't fun. I want to go back to a fun life. I I mean, I'm sure everybody right after I done listening to our show last week listened to DJD with Marcus Smith. And and he said basically, you know, he thought, and obviously he's got some insider information. Um, you know, he felt like we were going to be the first sport with fans back. You know, first major sport with fans back in attendance. And he he prefaced the fact that you know football is coming in August, and we're going to be before that. So you're looking at races in July, maybe hopefully June. Um, you know, maybe like we said, we've heard a limited limited crowd Talladega, maybe Texas. We heard about Indy. Sounds like maybe Indy's off the table. I don't know. It just but, matters what, 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 where you're located, too, the, what's opened up and where, where we're going. Yeah. So that matters into it. Yeah. Hopefully sooner than later. You got to I meet mean, TJ's point. You got to work with the state government. You got to work with the county government. You got to work with yeah. the local government. And everybody's got to be in sync. And, and look, we got to yeah. be safe. I'm all for, and you guys aren't going to want to hear this as fans. I'm all for temperature checks before you can walk in. I'm all for no garage passes for a while for fans until we get, you know, this this curve continues to decline, which obviously uh, we're a better place than we were a few months ago. So open America back up again, please. I beg you. What is that, Casey? Is that a steering wheel right there? Yeah. Then she races dang. against Chad. The Sims over here. Yeah, no, on the other side. Wow, you got one on the other side too. Or is that the one you practice driving on? No, this one's old. This is before never, we had the. There's no way you ever sit that high up over the steering wheel. No, that's definitely Chad. <laughs> All right, who gets a shirt? Everybody. Everybody. Jason, shirt. we got to have a new logo to get new shirts. Do you realize yes, that? Yes, I will eventually get to that. And everyone, I'll. Uh, get back to messaging people for shirts in a few weeks after everything. Wow. We're, we're a little busy around here these days, but we'll we'll get back to it in a few weeks, so be patient. All right, what's Brett want to rant about? I don't have a rant this week, man. I actually uh, – I'm not a big praying guy, but I've been praying for peace. I hope the world gets uh, back and more unity. It's a shame to see um, – so many people fighting. I saw some really bad videos last night on Twitter right before bedtime and some of our communities. And it's a shame to see us all fighting like we're fighting. I pray for peace and pray for everybody to be treated equally. And, and uh, man, treat thy neighbor like you treat thyself. Yeah, we're never going to accomplish that by, by stealing and, and lighting fires either. It's just sad to see that, you know, there, there's, a, there's really a lot of push for good 
and it just gets put in the background when it shouldn't. So, um, yeah, it's kind of tough to, tough to see that. You guys have ruined my rant because now it's pointless after we're talking about stuff like that. <laughs> What's your rant? You can still be a kid. We don't care. <laughs> I mean, I've, I'm always a kid. Uh, I, I just hate the, the, the new idea of lining up the field based off of points. Like, I don't feel like it's fair to some guys. You know, we, we just crept up to, I think, 24th in the owner points. So now, it, but before that, we've had great runs, but we had two bad hubs. And if we didn't pass one guy this week in points, we couldn't start any better than 25th. So I, I feel like it should be based off the races, not off the points. Um, and then you got a guy like, you know, I seen it on Sunday or Monday with AJ, who doesn't run all year. He's got no shot at starting higher than we you know whatever the top you know twenty three or twenty four because he doesn't run all the races. So now he's never going to get there. He's going to start in the twenties every week. You're going to discourage guys from from coming out and racing that don't don't have any points. So I don't know. I just I just felt like that we had a, a great way to do it based off the races and you could uh, and still drawn and still inverted. And I thought the invert races were great where you got new guys up front that you don't see up there every week. Even if you did a the previous race, AJ wouldn't have been in that. I'm not. Yeah, but we would this week. We finished tenth. Now we'd be we'd be in the draw. But no, we're going to start twenty fifth again because he's you know he's last in points or whatever. So, I'll tell you what happened. A car owner got butt hurt, and a car owner went and raised their hand and said, "Hey, I don't like the way you're doing this. My guy's got a big sponsor, and I'm a top ten guy. I shouldn't be starting back there twenty fourth because I had a bad race last week. I don't know that that's what happened, but I can tell you that's what happened. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm just like I I don't know. I thought the race was better with different guys up in there. I thought you'd get to see different names, but. Now you've, you're going to have the same guys starting the same spots every week because the points really don't change a whole lot. You know what I mean? And and, and I don't know. I just thought if it was, I was president. If I was president this week of NASCAR, we'd be running 300 miles at Atlanta for the cup race because I feel like Atlanta is an amazing racetrack. It's also a place you got to manage your tires, not hit the wall. It's a lot like Darlington. And I know I like the 300-mile race at Darlington a heck of a lot better than I did a 500-mile race as far as entertainment. If I were going to make a major change this week, just going into this week, that's what I'd do. Shorten a race, shorten the amount of time we're on TV, try to hook these new fans, man. Big opportunity. I'll, I'll tell you one other major change, and I think we saw some, I saw a DBC question about it last night. They've got to do something about this uh, truck lineup. You know, you can't be sending guys like David Reagan, and last week you had Eric Jones, and there's um, Parker Kligerman. Like, these guys are getting sent home so we can have guys like Jesse Luigi out there that are in the way. You know what I mean? I don't know. You don't, I don't know if you've got to run qualifying. You sent seven trucks home and five of them probably should be in the race over five trucks that are in the race. So I don't know. I mean, run a heat race, run a damn 10 lap or just, and this way, if you wreck, you wreck, you're done for the day anyway. You don't have to worry about a backup truck, but you know, they got to do something. You can't be sending good trucks home so field fillers can get in the race. Anything else? <laughs> Not enough it. for you. <laughs> well, I know we talked a little bit about Atlanta, but what uh, what's on your mind? What do we think we can expect once we get uh, to the track? Uh, save your tires. Don't burn them up. What's is it going to be hot? I didn't even look at the weather. Yeah, yeah. It's called Hot Atlanta. Yes, it's going to be hot. What are you from the North, Freddie? It's Hot Atlanta. Weird. <laughs> I got yeah, double, I got three races in two days up there, man. I, I hope it's not too hot. I'm gonna sweat. The that's death. the best part about it, man. They're, they're running a double header on Saturday with trucks and then Xfinity and then Cup that afternoon on Sunday. A uh, lot of lot of racing, man. I know we've been off for a while, but a lot of racing. Then we're turning around. They're going to Martinsville on Wednesday, right? Yep. So we got 
Atlanta Cup Sunday, Martinsville Cup Wednesday. I wish we could sell 5,000 tickets to Martinsville on a Wednesday night. We don't have to sell off 55,000, but let's sell some, TJ. You think we can talk them into it? I don't know. I'm getting mad. You, you need to cook. I'm just getting mad because I feel like we should have three wins right now, and I'm getting mad. So, so maybe, Okay, Denny. Maybe we should stop talking <laughs> about this. <laughs> All right. So that means leading into DBC picks, that means we got to pick two drivers again. Man. And I don't I, even know which one I want for I the first I can't catch one. a break in this damn pool. Yeah, me neither. If I got to uh, stop picking the guy that spins out. I had William Byron. I'm thinking he's looking good. Corey goes and drags the whole right side of his car off on the first pit stop. I had to thank yeah. Corey for that one. And then, I don't know what the hell. Oh, I had to Benedetto. What the hell is he doing yesterday? So who picks first for Atlanta, Freddie? Yeah. Atlanta, I'll take old Kevin Harvick. You're such a tool. <laughs> is that who you wanted? That was who I was going to pick, yeah. Um, you know what? It's a mile and a half track, and they've had a little speed at a mile and a half. So I'm going to take Kurt Busch. Kurt Busch, I'm going to run out of drivers before we get to Martinsville. I'm going to go to Chase Elliott. <laughs> All right, what do we? Well, we pick Martinsville next week because we'll do a show before then. Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, well, so we don't have to pick two guys. Last time we picked two guys, Jason, I won both of them. That's why I wanted to pick two guys at a time. Monday comes before Wednesday, Freddie, or Brett. Um, what, are you, what are you yelling at me for? Sorry. <laughs> yeah. So next week we get to pick two drivers. We get to pick Martinsville Wednesday and Homestead on Sunday. Can I get Kyle Larson at Homestead? Can we get Kyle to come back and just run Homestead so I'll have a good pick for DBC picks? Maybe. Maybe. Doubtful. Guess not. All right. Guess not. Well, thank you guys, as always, for listening. And please help us out by sharing the link to the show. Send us tons yeah. of comments. Uh, we welcome I wouldn't send a ton of comments because Jason doesn't have time to go through them anymore now that he's doing all Dillner's work. <laughs> Don't worry. <laughs> I will go through them. Yeah, I saw a good. Uh, we saw. I saw a good review this week. Somebody said that they were listening. They were like an avid listener of uh, Dale Junior Download and heard the ad for DBC on there and have not gone back to the Dale Junior Download since they started listening to D- DBC. So Jeez. that's a smart fan. Be like yeah. that guy. Must be the producer. <laughs> <sighs> well, are you, like- you flying? You flying? Are you flying to Atlanta, TJ, or driving? Uh, I don't know yet. I think I'm flying just Sunday morning. I don't think I'm doing the other stuff. Anything else this weekend? Uh, yeah. Who yeah. you find out with Sunday morning? Your team or you got a driver you're riding uh, with? No, I think the team's going. Yeah, we're going Saturday. I'm going Saturday morning. Are you driving or flying, did you say? No, we can, we can fly or drive. It's up to us. I'm flying 7 o'clock Saturday morning. Yeah, ours is a little That's early. That's early. Right? No, ours is uh, way earlier than that. The Yeah, damn. Uh, Petty is flying 5.30 Sunday morning. Yeah. That is miserable because you got to get up at probably 3 30 i mean i don't want to do that man yeah we're you know what like i I know that we try to act like our jobs are really hard when they're not really that hard physically but man mentally i don't want to get up at three in the morning and try to race at 3 30 in the afternoon like 12 hours later i I, that messes my whole routine up for a race this is for us is if we're leaving that early i'm not allowed in the racetrack so Yeah. yeah What the hell are you going to do all day? You're going to get there at 7 o'clock and sit there for eight hours, bored to death. Yep. Yeah. 
Yeah. It's what it is. That's what we got to do. It'll. They it'll should get change. you a room the night before and let you go to a room and chill out so you're fresh when you get there. What's your travel lady's number? I'll send her a text. They'll probably <laughs> bill me. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Casey, thanks for uh, running us through this thing. Jason, thanks for taking time off from DJD to come help us out. Freddie, TJ, it's been real. Yeah. Thank you from Brett. What is this? Thanks, thanks Jason, for helping us a little bit. Yeah, appreciate you showing up. Hold on. Seven minutes. Seven minutes over, guys. Hang on. Jason is flipping us off. Did you just take a screen grab of that, TJ? No, no. (laughs) What are you doing? What did he do? He flipped us off. You flipped me off? Uh, What'd you say? Four of us, five of us. Do it again. (laughs) That's all right. (laughs) Flip us off. Uh, Whatever, Jason. Eight eight minutes over. You're just mad. Go put a mask on. Go hug somebody you don't know. Uh, Love you guys. Thanks for listening. We're out. Have a great week. See ya. Check out Dirty Mo Media on YouTube, Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. Dirty Mo.